I am Ron Anderson. excited to, to have this conversation with you today ron because uh you're somebody that's been an influence on me and uh i know you've influenced a lot of people so i'm excited to, to talk to you and um first question i have for you is what was your life before you accepted christ i grew up in the coal camps down in west virginia and uh, i can't remember my life before christ because i accepted jesus as a a small child at age seven and uh, grew up basically in the church. Uh, there was a Baptist church that was, uh, I walked out of my yard right into the parking lot of the church. And So so did you, uh, um, you know, live in, inside Spencer? Was that, was it in the this town This was Spencer? in Montgomery, West Virginia. Oh, okay. I, was in a, I grew up in the coal camps, which was in the, oh, okay. uh, uh, Little little holla called it was in Fayette County, but it was a holla called Carbondale Holla, and uh, it's for I lived there until my eighth finished my eighth grade year before I moved to Spencer. But okay. I had I had been uh, a, a Christian and grown up in the church the whole you know pretty much my so whole. So when life. you say at seven years old, what 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 transpired? Did it, was it a, a church service or how did that how did that happen? We were in Bible school, and okay. it was a Bible school deal that was going on. And uh, we had an altar call at the end of Bible school, you know, when things were. And my sister and I both, my older sister and I both, went to accept God. And it was, it was. I can remember it vividly that I, I just couldn't sit in a seat. I was squirming and everything. <laughs> and I, I just had to get up and go. You oh know? wow! And it, it was. Uh, was there any like certain thoughts or you know? emotions that you had at that at that point you know what was uh, if you can remember some of those i i, I just know that uh, when when i was uh, you know we were in the bible school and we we're doing you know the bible studies and and then i just uh, i just knew that jesus was going to be involved in my life and i had to have him involved in my life yeah at, at, at an early age well that's really powerful you know uh, you know, I accepted Christ at nine, so I know it's, but it, it is, you know, I it was just a regular uh, service for me, but um, that's cool that Vacation Bible School played a, an important role in your life. Did, did you go every year before that? or We, so we had you, gone before yeah. that, and, and you know, the, the thing was, and it was the most scaring thing that I ever had, was the preacher called on me to pray in church, about two weeks after I accepted Christ, <laughs> and I'm sitting in the back with a couple of the people that are, you know, that had been in church for a long time, and I, I, I got. They always, when they prayed, they always got down on their knee, and and so I did. You know, I kind of emulated them, and yeah. I got down on my knee and prayed, and and he was, I know it was a real short prayer, but everybody just uh, thought it was, you know, they congratulated me and everything. Yeah, you know, so. A seven-year-old praying in a church service was uh, scary for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, but I, I, that's kind of neat that 
God was with you there and God's continued to be with your life. That brings me to this question. You know, what were some of the valleys that you've been through in life? I'd say the biggest valley that I went through was when I went through a divorce. I'd been married for 15 years and, uh, I didn't want the divorce. I'm trying to, you know, trying to talk my wife at that time to uh, uh, get, work with the pastor and me. And the pastor was a really, really good friend of mine. And uh, it just, uh, I, I felt like a failure. And it, it was a very, very difficult time. But I never, you know, I, I was a deacon at that time. And I, I resigned from my deaconship because I didn't think, you know, going through the divorce and all that. Yeah, but some of the people knew the situation, and uh, after everything went through, they wanted me to go back and be on the deacon board, and, you know, afterwards. But, yeah, because uh, they understood the situation. Yes. And yeah. I'm sure that was heartbreaking for you to, you know, because I know that wasn't something that you wanted, that she wanted out. Right. But to, to kind of... I know that you shared before with me that that was really hard to forgive yourself of that because you were blaming yourself or questioning why that happened. Yeah, and I thought there was sure, surely there was something I could have done different to uh, to prevent that situation and being a failure. And then, like I was sharing with you, that I'm I always I, I was always talking with God and as uh, he said he was a passenger in my car as I drive up and down the road and when I uh, uh, Jesus spoke to me and he said Ron you're putting yourself on a higher pedestal than me and said you I can forgive you why can't you forgive yourself and I, I mean, I just broke down and started crying and uh, pulled over. I was on the interstate up, you know, headed toward uh, Akron, Ohio. I, and I had to pull over and just broke down in tears and ask for forgiveness of even that because I was, I was putting myself on a higher pedestal than God. Absolutely. You know, it's easy how it's, it's interesting how sometimes we do that to ourselves. We, 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 we get in the way of God, you know, yes. how can you? If God could forgive us, just like like He said to you, you know, yeah, I I, can, you know, yeah, I, I just, uh, I mean, that that was just a real eye opener to me, and and to listen to God, to to be able to use, you know, to follow His directions, and it just uh, really, for a man, it's sometimes tough to be wait and, and let things happen rather than take charge and do it yourself, and yeah. that's a man's. I, I think God gave that for, to men to yeah. to be take charge type people. Yeah, sometimes we want to go in to fix things, and mm -hmm. sometimes we, you know, just like that situation, you couldn't have fixed it because, you know, she wanted out, and, yes. and what could you do about it? Exactly. And so, you know, that was a growth, I'm sure, for you to grow in that in that time to accept the forgiveness of Christ. and. And and for forgiving yourself was the bigger thing. Yes, yes, and and it was. It was a, it was a time that I drew because during that valley, I always was searching for Christ, you know, trying to to find answers. But I always, you know, in Christ. Yeah. And uh, that that was a time that I did grow in my Christian faith. Well, and you know, I I. If it's okay, if I share another valley that I think you went through was 
when you're your dad and you know maybe you want to share a little bit about your childhood first but i would like to talk about you know that ordeal about you having to take over the the gas the gas station right but yeah. if you want to talk a little bit about your childhood first and lead up to there that's totally fine okay yeah it's uh i grew up in the in this late 50s and 60s and in the coal camps and then my dad traded a farm that we had that was in Elizabeth, West Virginia, for a service station. So he he wanted to get out of the coal mines, and we went to the service station to work as the summer of my uh, year going to be a freshman in, in high school. And uh, so it, it, it was a good experience for me. I got to, you know, meet a lot of people and and. I still, there was a little church just down in that community that I still went to church every Sunday morning, you know, and uh, dad kept the station open. He had, he at one time was, was a Christian and, you know, fallen God. And, and he had just kind of just kept falling away and, 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 and leaving God's presence. And uh, I, uh, it, it created some problems. So my sophomore year in high school, uh, my mother calls me and says, Ron, I don't know what to do. Dad has taken the money and he's disappeared, for, been gone for three days. So I drop out of school and I go back and run our business and for about you know two years. And then he shows back up and you know takes over. But by that time, my mother you know divorced him. Yeah. But uh, it uh, it was a hardship. It was a valley. Oh yeah, because at that point, did you even you know think about finishing high school and. How did you get back into going to high school? Well, it was it was in in college, but you know, oh, your yeah. sophomore year of college, yeah. Sorry. And and uh, it was uh, I had saved money while I was working there at the station and everything. As soon as he came back, I said, "I'm going finish my get a, a degree of some type." Yeah, because I was the only one in our family that had uh, any college, you know, at all. And and it was a goal of mine to be uh, a Christian. But while one thing I have to say is when I took over the station, there was one thing that God blessed me so much for because I said, we're closing this station on Sundays. Oh, cool. And, and it had never been closed on Sundays. And uh, it seemed like Saturday nights was, in the past, was kind of, you know, slow and well, Saturday nights got busy <laughs> because everybody knew that if they needed gas, they needed to get it on Saturday yeah. night. So, but, but it, the, the station even did better yeah. after that because God blessed the fact that we closed it on Sundays. I'm sure that was, you know, I'm sure you wanted to, of course, help your family out. And you had younger brothers too, didn't you? I had a brother that was in grade school. Okay, yes. so you had a brother in grade school. Your, your mom calls you and says this to you. You have to leave everything that you're doing currently in school yeah. and go back and and so I mean you had to quit your classes and yes withdraw yeah. drop oh, out wow. yeah drop totally out of school but it, it it fortunate about I didn't get my money back for that first semester but fortunately I was able to drop out of school and not have those you know yeah like a, you know the, F's or bad the grades. grades yeah so forth so um, then when when Dad came back then I went off to a little school called Glumble, yeah. and I uh, took 20, I, I just crammed in the hours to get a graduation and a teaching degree. So I had a, 
since I was in engineering at West Virginia University when I had to drop out, you know, I had all my math classes, all my chemistry classes. So basically I ended up with a degree in chemistry and math, teaching degree in chemistry and mathematics and safety and physical education. Wow. Uh, that's tremendous. Uh, I'm thinking about, wow, that's, you had to even change your career through that. Yes. Uh, that's, that's pretty wild because in, in what's, what what God's providence, I guess, is cool is that God God knew all this, and He even knew that even though your your career was going to change in some ways, that He was still going to get to you to a place that you'd have success. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you didn't you you probably thought engineering you're going to have this big job, and then now it's I'm going to be a high school teacher. You know? Yes, yeah, yeah. So and and I love the fact that you know and during the time that I was coaching and teaching math there in Spencer, that was when they come and said you couldn't the teachers couldn't lead prayer in school. So here I am, you know, and we had football and prayer was a big thing. Several of my kids and I'd talk about church and you know my football players and things. So I looked at them and I said, okay, we've got, we got a captain here. Are these captains going to step up and take charge? So, yeah, and, and they didn't really understand what I meant. And I looked at Doug and I said, it means you lead in prayer. And he goes, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so we still got around the fact that they were you know, the school because yeah. the kids let it then, you know. And, and, and I heard that you're, you're a good teacher and you're a good coach. I had I had a, a undefeated season, you know, you know, couple, uh, yeah, a a good a good record in in coaching, and and I loved teaching and the kids, and I tried to do it different than what most you know people did. I mean, when we went into, uh, you know, like the uh, met, metric system, you know, I said, okay, we don't convert, we don't even deal with the English, we just go out. So we went out and measured basketball courts and things, all in metric, and we worked totally in metric. And they said, oh, man, this is easier than the English system because everything's zeros, you know. It's, yeah. You either divide by 10, to, you know, take a zero out or put a zero in. So, yeah. That's and, the problem and, and with our, the way we measure things yes. here yeah. and you know, not using the metric system as much. So the, that's great that you found creative ways to help them learn. Yeah. I, it, it's like I, I always wanted to try to find a way to reach every child. Yeah. And uh, it's I, I, somehow God has given me the gift to love children, and I've I've always loved working with children. Yeah, and and I I from what I gather, you met Judy through working through the schools. You're, you're... Well, I, I met Judy, one of my closest friends, that was a a dear mentor of mine, Christian friend his wife taught with judy oh, okay. and she wanted to introduce judy okay. after the so divorce. they were in different schools you guys were I, well i had already i had already left school and the oh. ironic thing was okay I, I taught for six years and coached but you know the chemical engineering program that i was going to try to be a chemical engineer well i got a job as a chemistry in in my chemistry as a chemical sales guy yeah. which had the opportunity to play with chemistry and and, and develop chemistries so um, i kind of the lord kind of you know brought it back to what i wanted to do originally uh, exactly that's that's what i was kind of excited to talk about because it was neat to how God worked that out, right? Yes. He's like, even though you don't think you're where you are right now, and you talked about waiting, 
Yeah. That God was faithful in that period of time where you sacrificed for your family. Yeah. And it's almost like God bringing it around and said, hey, look what I'm doing. I'm bigger than this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he brought me right back to what I wanted to do in the beginning, you know, without the degree. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I still have my education degree. And and even in the mid, even when I was teaching, I thought, okay, well, I'll just go get a master's. I mean, I when I went to work in the chemical business, I only needed two classes to have a master's degree in administration. So, you know, it's kind of. Like, uh, I never went back to finish it. I didn't need it. You know, the Lord was blessing me in so many different ways. Yeah. And and just share a little bit about that. You actually helped the company, and, and I think you have had some ideas of creating some patents. And... I have, yeah, I've got several chemistry patents on, you know, that I, you know, you take chemistries and you put together, you're not supposed to put this one and this one, they don't work together. But sometimes it creates a function that you can use and make and to do a job in the industry that I was in. So, um, and part of your job is figuring out like soil types and stuff. Is that what you did? And yeah, it was in the oil and gas industry, and it's you know a lot of it is separating the water from the the, the crude oil that is being produced or uh, being able to get crude out of the rock. You know, people think it's a big pool oil down there, which it's not. It's <laughs> it's all in rock, and it's got to be seeped out, or you got to put channels in the rock to get the oil to come out, or the natural gas. And uh, so that's what I worked about 41 years in the oil and gas industry. Yeah. And I, uh, when, when I went in the industry, it was like a six-month probation when I left teaching. And I, I said, I'm going to be in this for a lifetime. And I, so I'm, I'm never going to lie to anyone. I'm going to, you know, help them be more of a helper than anything else. So I ended up getting friends that are all over the world and people call me years later and ask for advice on things. Yeah. And, and the Lord just seemed to bless me in, in the knowledge that, that I had learned, you know, throughout experience. Well, that's the one thing I think that draws people to you, Ron, is that you have a, a genuineness about you that people can just tell they're loved and cared by and just being around you, wow. that, that you show the love in, of, of Jesus, uh, at least for me. Uh, and I see that with other people that you interact with, that you, you genuinely care about people. I well, thank you, and you know I do, and and it's it's not me, it's God that 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 directs me and it gives me the heart, you know, and uh, I just, uh, you know, God has been always been an important part of my life. Yeah, and and maybe we shared a few of them, but I, I'd like to hear some more about some mountaintop experiences. What were some of the the highs of following Jesus? You know, one one of the highs I think. Was meeting my wife, yeah. Judy, because uh, you know Judy and I just seemed to be God just put us together. It had to be, and and so you know, put two families together. And I'll tell you a little deal about when I proposed to Judy. Okay, okay, I go get a ring, and in the ring, I thought I've got to get this ring. It's got to have six prongs, okay, <laughs> or, or you know because. There's me and Judy and my two children, Judy's two children. Oh, cool. So there's six in the family. So yeah. the prong has to have six prongs on it. So I'm looking around. I find this this diamond. Okay. So I go and it, Judy's in. She's trying. Try, she didn't want to get involved with anybody. She. I helped her move to Maryland to get away from me. You know. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so she was not quite yeah, ready. Yeah. <laughs> she, she didn't. We. we, we, we 
we took two step lessons together, you know, just something to do. And we were, we were really involved in, in our children, you know, uh, kind of liked each other. And so she wanted to move to Maryland. She'd gotten a job there. She had a good friend up there. So I ended up moving her to Maryland so wow. she could get away from me. But, you know, the whole time we always talked about the Bible and some of the things. So I'd give her trivia questions every once in a while. I'd call her and say, hey, find this in the Bible, you know. <laughs> and so we did that. But back to the ring. When I proposed to her, I said, this, is, this ring represents our family, the six of us. This stone, this diamond represents God. If each and every one of us reaching, holding on to God right now, and if we always hold on to God, everything will be smooth. And, yeah. and, and would you marry me? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so it was, it was, uh, and that how was long, one of the How highlights. long have you guys been married now? For quite We've a few years We've been married now, huh? 32 years. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great. And I'm, I'm sure that uh, you guys together have seen a lot of God doing, doing things in your life and those around you all these years. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, God has just been a big part of our life. And Judy and I both have, have witnessed miracles that God has, has done in, in, in our lives and in our friends and in the people around us. And God has just really blessed us so much, you know. Another high point is when I've always wanted, when I was a little kid, I used to play with these animals, uh, you know, I mean, build farms up. And I wanted, I always, t I, and I can remember so much telling my mother, I said, uh, and she was a big Christian influence in my life. And I'd tell my mother and say, I, when I grow up, I want to have, a, I, I want to have 10 kids and I want to have Horses and pigs and cows, you know, <laughs> this So I always wanted property, you know, because yeah. I loved that outdoors. And, and in another high life, you know, Judy and I are living here in Belpre, and we get a chance to buy some property. And uh, the Lord blessed us with, with the way that we even got the property. You know, it was just, uh, it just kind of fell into our lap. And it was like, I said, oh, Lord, you know, I prayed about it, and I took $5,000 and I invested it. And, you know, it played the stock market. And I said, hey, Lord, you're either lose it if it's meant for me to have the property. And the next thing I know, I had enough money in there to pay cash for the first piece of property. Oh, that's awesome. So it, it was uh, God blessed it so yeah. much. Yeah. Well, and I think it's really cool that you have that, uh, you know, but here that as a little kid you're doing now you just need the animals right you just need yeah, to add some yeah. some pigs i mean you got some wild animals out there i know you love hunting yeah the wild animals is what yeah. we're dealing with now so <laughs> and, and, you know you want to share a little bit about you know that hobby of yours that you like to hunt and... oh i love to hunt i mean my grandfather was probably the uh, biggest influence in my life and my grandfather was uh he made my first bow for me oh, on really? the hickory limb. A very, very talented guy. Couldn't read or write. But I can remember and and I had to go back this way, you know, for the hunting because that's where it all started. And I remember hunting and fishing and he would take me and on Sundays I'd want to go do things. And he'd say, we sit on the porch, this is God's day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as, a, as a kid, you know, you're itching. Yeah, itching to get so out there. You, you'd sit there on the porch, and he'd do these, uh, man's only as good as his word. And he'd do all these things, you know, the little quotes. Yeah. But he couldn't read and write, but it was out of Proverbs. You know, as I read it and as I study it, you know, he had so much God wisdom because he ended up every morning at 6 o'clock, he went to an outside toilet, 
and that was his. No one else used that one. And that was his because he went there for one hour to pray. Oh, really? Every morning. Wow. You know. And he you know, prayed for, for uh, us, and he was very, very poor. And uh, But just a tremendous influence in my life. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about the relationship aspect of that with you, mm -hmm. that he poured himself into you, uh, and you know, here he had a direct line with God, Yeah, and he's investing in you by sharing that. That's probably where you've gotten some of that heart to, to do that for other people as well. It's really from him. It, it, it could, and I wanted to be a grandfather like that to my grandchildren. Yeah. But but that he made my first bow. He took me hunting. He he would even take me hunting in the mornings. We'd go to get a couple of squirrels for breakfast. You know, it just, he, he was. He so was really a, you'd actually go hunt. We'd go them, hunt and, and come back. And He was my influence yeah. in, in hunting, and he loved the woods and the outdoors and the nature. And, and I, I know that's where I got it from. Oh, that's really cool. And that was your grandfather. That was my mother's. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Mother's side. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I know, and I, since I know a little bit of your story and we, we've interviewed some other people too, that you've been a great influence on people here in this area with hunting and stuff, people that, um, you know, like Matt Ball and, yes. and I think Roger Heft and I, I'm sure even Oscar Grog and yeah, when, when, I, when Judy and I first got married, we moved into the end of the area and it I moved here a lot because of my job, which I had, you know, several states, and it was kind of a central location. And Debbie Alloway, we hadn't been here two weeks, and we were looking for a church to go to, and uh, Debbie Alloway stopped by because our youngest son was in Debbie's class. And oh, really? school started, we moved in in September, school started, Debbie, so a, a new student. So she asked him, and he said, yeah, we're looking at churches, and it was uh, Judy's son, Sam. And uh, so she stopped by and invited Porterfield, and we never went to any other churches, you know, you know after yeah. that, because we got to meet people, and it was like Roger, you know, Roger Heff and, and uh, Jim Preston and, and Scott uh, cousins and, and Oscar Groggs and a lot of them had uh, basketball. You know, they all wanted to get me involved in everything that was uh, going on. Plus, I loved to hunt, and Oscar and Scott was, you know, Scott was just starting hunting. And, uh, yeah, so we, we got involved with hunting. And then when Matt Ball, you mentioned Matt. Yeah. Matt, you know, a few years later, that Matt was going to marry Trish, and Trish had grown up in the church here. And one, one of the things that I told Matt, I said, Matt, you're from West Virginia. You love to hunt. There's a... West Virginia, you got to buy your lifetime West Virginia hunting license. <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean? I said, you got to get them before you move to Ohio. Because I had mine. I had gotten mine. I got it for my children. And he, because I knew he would go back to Grafton, you know, yeah. to his farm and his exactly. dad's farm. And he would have his license, you know, so he could hunt. And uh, he said, well, I can't afford it right now. I said, I'll loan you the money. But he, he ended up getting <laughs> This it. is something you can't pass <laughs> up. <laughs> you, you've got to have it. So he, he did. He, yeah. uh, he, I, I, he got that. And he thanked me later because, you know, it's 100 and some. It was only $300 for the license for a lifetime. Yeah. And then I think it's 100 and some dollars now wow. just for one season. You know, oh, wow. so it was, you know, those were some of the things. But in Matt, 
and Trish were fairly close to my son's age, you know, and my daughter's age, you know. So, well, that's what Matt said that, and I, I don't think it was just him that there was him and other men of his age that you were an inspiration to that you you invested in them. You you, you took them under your wing. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, I remember Scott and Oscar used to come to down to my house and uh, you know had work on guns for them and I'd do reloading and you know stuff because these are the things I grew up just doing. Yeah, and uh, we uh, uh, we loved we loved each other's fellowship. Yeah, that's and that's basically what, yeah. And that's what people need. That's what men need. Men need other men to be able to do things with and do things that are proper and have fun. Yeah. You know, because God wants us to have fun. I mean, I think, you know, I, I look around sometimes and I think God's, you know, he has fun in some of the things he creates. Sure. You know, yeah. You know, look, look at an elephant with a nose like that. You know, <laughs> I, surely, he, I mean, he, yeah. God is a God of fun. Or those I, poor giraffes. <laughs> yeah. Got a long neck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, but I do. I think God is a God that wants us to, to have fun and to enjoy his creation. Yeah, yeah. Because when we take these the hobbies that we can do and we can uh, talk about our faith, it just it just builds that connections, right? It just builds that uh, ability to to be together in something. Yeah, you know, when I'm sitting in the woods bow hunting, and bow hunting, you got to sit pretty quiet, and you just you know your eyes are moving around, you're looking, but you know, I look there and I could see so much of God's creation. I feel closer to God sitting there than anywhere else. I mean, I, I love this church. I feel close to God here in this church, but I feel close to God also when I'm out in His creation. Yeah, and and you know, just by myself. And those are the quiet times that I enjoy with God. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about you and Judy uh, teaching uh, Sunday school and the college ministry, and then. Maybe also if you want to share anything about youth ministry, because you you guys were both involved in in those areas, right? Yeah, uh, we hadn't we hadn't been. Excuse me, That's didn't right. mean to hit the mic, but we hadn't been here but about a year and a half, and uh, we were asked to be youth leaders because the youth pastor had just just left, and they were looking for youth leaders. So uh, Judy and I, you know, thought, yeah. We'll, any time we could do something, even if it wasn't in our uh, uh, expertise, well, yeah. we're still willing to reach out or step out in faith because God handles it. He handles the situation. So, yeah, we we were uh, we worked with the youth uh, for a couple of three years until my job, because my job's always been traveling quite a bit, until my job got to where I couldn't, you know, really be here that much and i was traveling quite a bit but for about three years i think it was uh, you know we were youth leaders and then we saw a need at one time uh for a sunday school class that was uh you know the kids graduating from high school had to move on to a uh, adult class and we're, and we're talking a very adult class. Uh, yeah, <laughs> an adult class. And I thought, you know, that they need a stepping stone to get into that adult class. So we started, and that was back before the church burned. We, store, we started a, a Sunday school class called College and Career. Mm-hmm. Now, this was not totally our idea. Scott Cousins was the one that really, oh, really? Had, had an idea on that, yes. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, but uh, Ryan Alloway is the one that says, we'd like for you to teach a class. 
So uh, we, Judy and I taught that class, and we taught it for about 25 years. So a lot of the people, uh, a lot of these children, you know, we had their parents in in the class, you know. Yeah. So well, though, well, that's what's really cool is that uh, I I know I know of people that you've actually mentored that you you know from that class that you've developed, and I'm sure that was the same way with the youth ministry that you took under your wing, you helped develop them, you just showed the love of Christ to them, and uh, I know that you've even done some weddings from that, right? Well, or at you, least one, you know, like Scotty Alloway. Yeah, you know, everybody calls him Scott now. I still, I have, a, <laughs> I, I knew him when he was little Scotty. You know, yeah, so, and he and his wife were in our Sunday school class for for a long time, and that was when we were out at the you know Parkersburg uh, uh, WP WP, and then also at the Warren High School. Scotty followed, stayed in the class there, and we had yeah, it's uh, there's several. Uh, that was here, uh, Bill, Bill Young and Jennifer, oh, yeah. and uh, you know they were in our class. Uh, they're, uh, they're, you know, we just enjoyed the class, and we tried to teach on relevant stuff. You know, just yeah. the things it, by topic. We'd take a sure. topic and spend, you know, search scripture and find out, uh, you know, all the scriptures we could find for this one topic and. It was more of a, a teach by topic, you know, type deal from the Bible, and a lot of times it, it was really funny. You know, the Holy Spirit works so in, in so many different ways because there's times we'd be in there and somebody in the Sunday school class would to bring up something, and it wasn't what we had prepared, and and you know, thank God that Judy and I both you know read the Bible a lot, and and we're, we're every evening, and they may come up with a topic. That was totally different than the topic we were going to teach on, and we would, you know, have a Sunday school class on that. Wow! And then we'd go into the service, and the pastor would teach on about the same thing we were talking about. Yeah. And it's kind of like you it know, is we'd, interesting. We'd, we'd have some of the kids look over at us, you know, like, <laughs> "Hey, did you, did you coordinate this way?" You know, no, it's just God. <laughs> it was He's God the... that did all the coordination. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. Uh, I'll switch gears a little bit because I want to hear some funny stories. I know we've talked a little bit about you didn't tell me the details to ruin it, but I wanted to hear some of the things. Yeah, I, my 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 father was uh, I I don't know he he just he didn't have much wisdom I don't think, but he, he had me to do some things that I would would kind of and I as a as a kid I always wanted to do yeah. be able to do it you know. There was a time he goes and buys his cow, and it was down in Ivydale, West Virginia. And the reason he buys his cow, he could get it really, really cheap because nobody could get the cow out. There was a swinging bridge across this hollow. Now, as a kid, now I may be 10 years old, but I'm looking down, and it's a long, it, it's more than 20 feet down. Okay. Oh, wow. We got to take that cow across this swinging bridge. <laughs> My dad says, it won't hold me. I mean, I weigh too much, and it, you could get this cow across the spring bridge. <laughs> so I get this cow halfway in the middle of this bridge, and I'm looking down, and I can't pull, and I'm pulling, and I can't pull that cow on. And Dad yells over, if you twist her tail, she, she may go on. 
I have to wiggle my way around beside this cow. Oh, no, this so you're trying to get... I get from the front to the back. And sure enough, I twist the tail on this cow. And she. I get her across the bridge. And, you know, I would... I, I, thank God, God was looking after me in yeah. many times. Your dad didn't care as much. He's like, I'll just throw you out. And there was another time. He, well, he goes over and buys his horse. We're in a car, and it's on Sonoma <laughs> Road. And he buys a horse. And I, I, I don't know who you know is Sonoma Road. Some people may. But our farm was at one end of Sonoma. This horse was on the other end of Sonoma Road, you know, close to where the river is. Well, he buys a horse, and he says, uh, Ron, why don't you just ride it home? Okay, all we have is a bridle, yeah. no saddle. No saddle. Huh? He drives and takes off. Well, he's you, probably I, 10 years old, okay? Are you serious? You're only 10 years old? Do you, I mean, do you even know the directions to your house? Well, I think I do. <laughs> It the was, horse doesn't know. <laughs> it was so funny. I start going back that way. And it's starting to get dark. And my bottom's really getting sore on the backbone of this horse. Sure. And I get up to this barn. And I find a sack. And I fill it full of hay. And I throw it across this horse. And I'm going to get on it. I can't get back on the horse. Oh, no. I, I've got the horse bridle, but I can't get back on it. I mean, it's... The horse is up here. Yeah, I've no. got to get him to stand beside the fence so I can get up on the fence and jump on him. So it, it, it was so funny. It took me forever to get back on that horse. But I did. And, and it was after dark before I got that horse back to the farm where we were at. And Dad sat there. He wasn't worried a bit. He thought, yeah, he can do it. You know. But I did. I made it back. Well, that's some that's some pretty amazing faith there. I mean, I I don't think I as a forty eight year old I could find my way back if I was dropped off some location riding a horse back. Did was, you take the main roads or I took the main road for a while and then I, after I got to the barn I took a shortcut. Yeah. And I I figured I figured it out, you know, because I'd always run those ridges in those farms you know in the woods yeah you you sounds like you had to grow up fast oh i did yeah <laughs> i did I, I matter of fact i was bailing hay when i couldn't even reach the pedals of the tractor and i had i would have to jump off and land on the correct pedals to stop the tractor and then you know a tractor you could just have it revved up and jump out back into the seat and it'd take off and it, i bailed hay for several years before i could even you know, reach you reach pedals of a tractor. Wow, that's that's wow. That's that's really interesting. Um, so uh, next, I'd just like to ask you about you know blessings. What are, what have been some of the blessings that God's just kind of sent your way? God, it seems like I, I got one. I got to tell you, you know, when I sure. was when I was the uh, Judy and I were working with the youth, and we were going to creation. And and I'm I'm looking and I'm like, man, I, I I just can't take off work this time. But there was a customer, and we're talking in oil and gas. There was a drilling customer that I had called on for probably two years and had not gotten anywhere with them. But I continued to call on them, and I go to Creation. I take these kids, and we're there in Creation. We're spending a whole week, and I take a week off, and you know I have no idea where cell phones are not working or anything. I come back and this customer had called one of my distributors and started ordering the chemical. So I picked this customer up while I'm 
out doing nothing <laughs> except working for God, and I did nothing to gain that business. That is that awesome. Was, that was God yeah. doing. You were honoring the I was Lord, honoring God. And, and God's like, hey, I got you. Yeah. I took care of you. Yeah. So that, that that's a, a high point, if that's what yeah, you... Yeah, no, that is. I mean, it, God has blessed me so many different ways, so many different times, you know, with health and and uh, with with Judy and family. And, you know, I have uh, six grandchildren, grandsons and a granddaughter. And she's the best one. And, and she's my <laughs> best granddaughter. And, you know, I it, one of the things, Nicole was in our Sunday school class, yes. and, and, and Nicole asked me to marry her and, you know, her, her husband. So I got a license in West Virginia to marry, you know, married them. And I think you also sent a letter, you know, because yeah. when I had to do it, it was Pastor Mark and you both had sent, you know, a letter in. And I, with that marriage license, my granddaughter says, Paul. She called me Peepaw. Peepaw, would you marry us? Uh-huh. So two years ago, I married them, you know. And then last weekend, this is a high point. Last <laughs> week, a couple weekends, Mother's Day weekend, you know, she says, you got to come down and have a uh, uh, this crab feast deal. So the whole deal, the reason she asked me there was because she was wanting to tell us that we're going to be great-grandparents. And she hands me this card. It says, oh, you're the greatest grandparents. You open it up, but you're going to be even better. Great grandparents. <laughs> and I had to read it three times to Judy. She goes, what? <laughs> so, but that, that was a high point. Oh, too, yeah, you know, Because uh, getting a chance to marry them and marry her. And then I also had a chance to marry my son. Oh, really? Or Judy's son. Oh, you know? that's cool. But the, they they are my children. Oh, I mean, yeah. They, you know, we had... Uh, they call me dad, and they feel that I am their dad. But I married my son in Pennsylvania too, so yeah. it was, uh, and that's been ten years ago. Yeah. So, well, my next question is because uh, we talked a little bit about your grandpa influencing you. So, and I'm sure there's others, but I, I was thinking about what would you like for people to take from your life? You know, what would you like people to to know about you, or you know, see that, in you that I. Felt a lot, but I tried to follow God in every way that I went. Yeah, I, and when when I had the opportunity to serve God, I wanted to step forward to do it, even though it would be out of my comfort zone. And uh, I would like people to, when they think of me, to think of me as someone that followed God. And uh, it's uh, that would be, and then plus my grandchildren and children and i want all of them to know jesus like i do yeah can you also share a little bit about how you know porterfield has, has been a blessing to you and helped you grow when when i moved here 32 years ago and we started coming to porterfield i have i have had the opportunity to serve god in so many ways here at porterfield because of the opportunities that that you know, been given to me, you know, working with the youth uh, and teaching the Sunday school class, and now I'm serving on the deacon board. Uh, also, the opportunity that you, you know, gave me to work with the Upward uh, Sports program. And, uh, you know, I, I, 
there, there are so many opportunities for people to grow in Christ and grow in God here at Porterfield because there's so many events. Even if you, even if if there's something that I wanted to start or someone else wants to start, just bring it to it, yeah. and they can lead and be the leader of that group and grow in Christ with, the, you know, with because people are going to be there to help you. Yeah, yeah, that's neat. We're we want to continue to see other ministries start, and it's kind of neat to see people use their gifts and, and talents. And I, I want to tell you, um, you have made such a difference on the lives of people, and especially the kids with upper ministry, too, as you talked about that. Um, it's a privilege to work with you. And I, and I know that you love kids, and I, I've seen that love come across. Well, it's a privilege to work with you too. I mean, Thank I you. just, uh, I, lo- I love you. I love your family. Your your children are just, and that's that's your children are just tremendous kids. Well behaved, well disciplined, well self self controlled, and it just uh, it's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, as we get ready to close here, I, I just want to tell you, um, you're you're a model of what a Christian man should be, and. I just want to encourage you with that because I, I think I, I speak for a lot of men in the church that have looked at you and said, uh, no, and it's not about what you do for a living. It's not about, it's not about uh, you, you know, you having a big family or anything like that. It's just genuinely looking at you. Um, you've, you've lived a life that, that has been worthy of the calling that you've received to follow Christ. Thank you. I mean, God, I have to give all the credit to God. Because he has given me uh, you know, the directions and the heart. Sometimes I haven't listened always, but most of the time I have tried to and, and, and follow him. Well, thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Um, it's always good to have a conversation with you, Ron. Okay, you too. Thanks. All right, thank you.